It's a um, sounding area again. Is this? Well, I mean, it's coming in pretty good. It's just sounding airy. Where did that boy go? He in the bathroom? Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all things. We give you the blessed, glory, precious strength of praise that you desire from our lips and our hearts. We do give it to you, Father, because you said it's a fruit that comes from our lips, Father. You inhabit the praises of your saints. That will glorify you in our walk, our talk, our life, our breath, our strength, everything that you've given us. We pray, Father, that your word sink deep down in our hearts that we'll be converted and bring forth fruit that meets repentance. We give you the glory for all things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I have a, a special say. I tell you what, you come sit. You sit right there, right there. I want to teach all y'all something. Um, there's a reason why this assembly is few. Because a, a lot of people couldn't make the cut. You understand? You see, we, we as a people, and I want you to especially listen to me. You hear me? Yes, sir. We as a people, where's Elizabeth? Oh, she hiding. We we as a people, are different from from everybody else. You see, we're gonna have to learn that when we're disobedient, the first thing you need to do is put human beings out of your mind. All sin is against God. Am I making sense? And you need to really be listening to me. Because I'm going to teach all y'all something so that y'all don't have to sit up here and be taken advantage of by people who continually keep saying, I repent, I repent, I repent, I repent, I repent. See, what happens is when people like that say, I repent, and their heart is, has no purpose and intent whatsoever at all to change or be converted, it deceives you. Because your heart is believing that, you know, repenting means turning from a wicked way. Repenting means to, to lead from the way of darkness into a marvelous light. To be converted. That's what repentance means. And the Bible teaches that you need to bring forth fruit that meets repentance. In other words, if you open up your mouth and you say you repent, that means you have godly sorrow for something. The problem with the saints of the Most High God, I don't care where I go, they're adolescent. Little small, minute children in mind. You believe everything that somebody tells you when your heart is deceived. You know, when you're fond of it, when it's something that you desire, rather than what the Lord desires. That's the reason why people, there's no strength nowadays. Now, I can tell you one thing. If you can stick with this word right here, I'm talking about the word of God. Because if you're hanging around me, I'm going to tell you right now, if you, can, if you can stand the heat and you hang around me, you're going to go into the kingdom. Because my heart was made up long time ago when I was 25 years old to not toy around and play around this thing. And I didn't get where I am today by sitting up here playing around with people, Amen. stroking them. Amen. I didn't get that way. Amen. This church has been as full from that speaker to the back door with every seat filled. And then also from here to halfway to end, and then also less than this. 
And I'm never at once ever sought for the many. Always the few. Always the few. Because that's the way God said it's going to be. Now I'm going to teach y'all something here real quick. If I'm, that's the reason why I wouldn't let him come down here. Who told you to come down here and see me to repent anyway? You wasn't told? I wasn't told to come. I, I was told, Mom said that I come, but I had to come talk to you first. So I came down here to go talk to you. Yeah, you come talk to me, but don't come talk to me because your mama said. No, don't come talk to me because your daddy said. You don't get to come and approach me like you do all the other brothers and preachers and, and teachers out there. Because I don't toy around with people who toy around with God. See, because the way you're at right now, your heart pulls and tugs on that family too hard. It's a controlling spirit. And it's been dominating that family for too long. You understand that? You cry. Ah! Raise hell. Ah! Raise up your voice. It changes the structure of everything. So I'm going to teach them so they won't be deceived anymore. And I'm going to teach you how to be a man. That depends on if you're going to stay in it or not. You're going to have to understand that everything that you do, especially when it comes against your father, number one authority, and your mother, it makes no difference whether you think they meet the mark, measure up the standard or not. You're not a father. You're not a dad. You're a child who thinks himself to be a man. You have yet to understand what it means to be a man. Because this world tells you that you're 18 years old and that makes you a man. They've lied to you and don't you keep on buying a lie because you're going to lift your eyes up in hell. There's no way you can defy the word of God and go against your parents who sat down here and laid down and your mama did and had you and your daddy who's trying his best to make sure that your soul saved and you're going to bring your ass out there with the rest of the unregenerated sinners out in the world and then bring this wicked spirit back over in here and expect for us to toy with you. And it's a good thing I didn't see you down there early. That he, he and ha ha, I didn't see, I didn't smile at you one time, did I? And we're going to teach you what repentance is. And we're going to teach all of y'all what repentance is. Amen. That's the reason why we lose family today. Because we toy around. Amen. And we mess around. Amen. And we don't take God's word for what it is. And it is real. Amen. But you can't go out here and tap dance and have one foot in the world and one foot in God. You're going to have to understand that every time you sin, it's a personal issue between you and the one who made you. First, when you get that understanding, you'll be so you'll be a little bit more careful about I repent. <laughs> I repent. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Amen. And I know we're not used to being talked to like this. You ain't used to being talked to like it. But I can tell you right now, if you was my son, I've been done busted you. I'd have been done busted you and raked you through the coals. Now, you answer me a question. One day, you may have a family. You understand the way your attitude is towards your family? Do you understand what your attitude is towards them? Your family. You understand that? What would you think if your children behaved the same way to you? Can't you answer? You wouldn't be happy with it. Then what makes you think that you've got the right to do the same thing with him? Now, if you want help, this is the place to get help. I can promise you that. 
Well, we ain't going to be fooled by it. I can tell you that right now. You are, you're definitely not the first or the last young man I'm ever going to deal with. That I promise you. I could care less if I ever see you again. It would, I wouldn't lose one ounce of sleep. They may lose some sleep, but I'm going to teach them how not to lose sleep. You're getting ready to lose something that the world wished they had. A lot of children wish they had. You got a mother and father that's still alive. Tyler grew up without his natural dad and had another dad right there. You got a dad. No, he hadn't been perfect, but neither have you. So who are you to judge him? Does that make sense? Who are you to judge him? And I tell you, as long as you're around here, I personally better not ever hear you talking to your daddy another way, lifting up your voice, or sassing him again. I personally better not hear it. See, you, you, meet some, you have met somebody different. These saints here will tell you, I don't mind going to jail for principle. Because if you use that strength of that world, I'll make sure that it be used the right way. But I will leave an everlasting impression. You two are going to have to stop being so deceived because there's a soul tie there. My son, my son, my son, my son, my son. Look at all the hell your son done caused. Put the whole family out in the uproar and stuff. Just about divided the house, just about caused you to be divorced. Oh, some foolishness. Before I get going, I'm getting going already, but we're going to get into, I'm going to show you something in this word right here so that y'all don't be deceived. Well, mister, you glad my warning I gave you a few weeks ago? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Came to pass, hadn't it? Huh? You dealing with Sister Misty? Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You understand that? Now, I'm going to tell you what repentance is. Repentance is, is you change your mind. You turn from the way you're thinking right now, whether you believe it's right or not. I'm telling you right now, it's not. Is it right, elders? It's not right then. You understand that? And in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. You got a way that you think that is right, and it is wrong. Are you listening? Are you, are, that's another thing. Are you receiving what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Here we is trying to save your soul alive, and here you is want to go to hell. What you think you're going to get with them pigs out there? Or that sorry thing you call an uncle? Are you staying with him? You are? Have you repented? Have you repented to your father? Well, what did you do? What did you do? And, well, no, I ain't that. What else? What did you do? What did you do? Everything. Yeah, you got an attitude problem. You got that right. You have shamed your father. You know, try to worry about a woman reducing him down to a piece of bread. His own son tried to reduce him to less than a piece of bread. 
Now you tell me, how would you take it if you saw one of your piezo buzzy chums, pals, associates, and friends out there talk to your father the same way? Would that be all right with you? You sure that's not all right with you? Why wouldn't that be all right with you? Then what gives you the license to? You doing it? We don't went around this thing before. This ain't the first time you done said I'm sorry and didn't go back and do the same thing again. And I'm not talking about years ago. I'm talking about just this year. You cut a fool. You say I'm sorry. Then you, you deceive their hearts because their hearts are simple towards you. And then you cut a fool again. You deceive their hearts. Their hearts get torn. Then they, they're because their hearts are simple towards you. Then you say I repent. You cut a fool again. And then they're torn again. Right on, ain't them. Right on, ain't them. Got a house full of people that love you, and the problem is you don't love them. You say you love them. You love them with your mouth, but in works, you don't love them. There have been plenty of young men that sit right there in that spot right there, and I can tell you right now, the majority of them didn't make it. Just a few. If you got any sense at all about yourself, you can take heed to wise counsel. If you can take heed to wise counsel, we can help you. I'll be the first one to help you. But I'm also going to be the first one not fool with you either. I promise you that. You understand the kind of spirit you're operating in? Do you really understand? Over in Romans real quick, third chapter. You don't even worry about opening up the book. You listen. Put the book down. Put the book down. You listen. The rest of them, they got the book open. I want you to hear. Faith come by hearing. Faith come by hearing. I want you to hear.
Romans 7. Fourth verse. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married unto another. Be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Did y'all hear that? That we should bring forth what? Fruit unto God. We know what the fruit is, right? You know what the fruit is, right? Do you understand how many people would love to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and not squander it and to be baptized? Where'd you get all this cussing from? Did you learn this cussing from your mother and father? Where you learn from? Those people you associate with? Well, I wouldn't say who I associate myself with, but I've heard it from around people. You heard it from around people and picked it up, huh? Any of them folks out there you messing with say? No, nah, it ain't say. See, that's the problem, right? That's, that's what we got right there. That's the problem we got. We're, we're so simply, easily deceived. Amen. What you need to get in your head right now, you look around here, you're looking at the say folk. That's who you're looking at. You don't have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. You're supposed to be to the point where you're proven. But anyway, let me read on. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to the bringing forth fruit unto death. Y'all remember when we was all in the flesh, in the sin, in sin before we met Christ? Everything we did brought forth fruit unto death, didn't it? Every single thing. Look, but we are now delivered from the law. That being dead, the law means the law of sin and death. That's what that means. That being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in the newness of spirit. How should we serve, saints? In the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For if I had, I had not known lust, except the law said, thou shalt not covet, but... Sin, taking occasion, a commandment wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, for without the law, sin was dead. But for when I was alive, without the law once, but then, but when the commandment came, sin reviled, I died in the commandment, which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. For sin, taking occasion, by the commandment deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore, the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and just and good. Now, that same law, Matthew, says, Honor your father and mother, Amen. that your days may be long upon this land. That's the same law. Y'all, y'all, I want everybody to understand something right here. I, I, I'm a structure preacher. In other words, I believe in the order of God. I believe in that order, and I believe in it enough to give my life for that order. And in case you don't know what that means is, that means God's got an order in everything that he does. Yes, he does. He has established an order. And you won't ever see me kicking against that order. Because to kick against that order is to kick against the one who created us. Some people are serious about serving God. Some people are not serious about serving God. A lot of people would rather be a hypocrite and serve God and think they're serving God and end up in hell. And then there's those who are serious about serving God, want to go on to be sanctified and end up in glory. As the old saying goes, we're not doing this for our health. We're doing this for our life. So we can't have all this nonsense around here, especially be buddy, buddy, peasy, peasy, pow, pow, and then you turn around and you disrespect the older people. 
Because what you do with your father, you'll do it to God. They've already undone it to God. And if you do it with them, you'll do it against either one of the brothers. So we got to try to help you get you out of this spirit, especially all this cursing and lying. Do you understand you got a problem? You do? How are you doing so far? No, they ain't, they ain't been around. They ain't even, you ain't even repented long enough for them to see any fruit. How many times have you done that, son? Oh, okay, I'm going to ask them too. How many times has he done that? How many times has it ever stuck? It, exactly. Now, let's go to the book here for a second. Y'all make sure y'all write this down. I want to show you something. All right? Look what it says right here. Let's go to Matthew 13, 15. Do you understand that if we put this word in our heart and hide it, it will save us from a lot of heartache? It would. You know, out of all the pastors you ever seen, you ain't never seen nobody love you more than I have. I'm talking about pastors. I'm talking about pastors. It's a good thing I didn't see you out there sitting on that um, um, truck. In Hartsville on the Sabbath day with the rest of those boys, I would have embarrassed you. I'd have literally embarrassed you. Would I not embarrass them, brothers? Amen. I'd have literally embarrassed. You. That's what I would have done. And then if you kick against that, you wouldn't have to worry about me ever with, with my hand ever with, on you again, whether it be naturally or spiritually. The Bible, others say with fear of pulling them out of fire. A long time ago in the old covenant, we'd have been there stoned you. That's what you need to understand. Do you ever read the book, son? Do you ever read the book? The Bible says, for this people's heart is waxed gross. Do y'all hear this? Let's find out why this people's heart is waxed gross. We're talking about y'all too. Because see, the problem with the church today is you permit too much nonsense by this foolishness that you call grace and love. Amen. You don't even know what grace and love is. Amen. I don't mind teaching you. I really don't. You're going to have to accept this word wholeheartedly, though, and forget about your opinions. Your opinions don't matter for nothing. You don't want to hear mine, and I definitely don't want to hear yours. For these people's heart is waxed gross, for their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes, they have what? Do you understand that? That means this is a people who can see, and they don't want to see. They, in other words, they say, I see it, uh-uh, but I ain't going to see it because I don't want to do it. You see how the people's heart is waxed gross? Because they want it to be. Because they want it to be. Don't tell me that, don't tell me that you're struggling with all this sin, iniquity, and transgression. You're struggling with sin that bad. Just come down here and stay with us for a week. We'll help you. Promise you won't struggle with it ever again. Now, I ain't talking about we're going to do something adverse to you, but I'll tell you one thing, boy, we know how to get rid of sin. We know how to make a full end of it, too. We usually depend on you being able to hear from the Holy Spirit what you say that you got. Let's look. They have closed their hearing and their eyes. They, their ears are dulls of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Look at this. Lest at any time they should do what? They did it on purpose. What do you think happens when you tell the people the truth? They know it's the truth. They don't want to hear it and they don't want to see it because it's their will. Amen. 
It ain't that they can't tell. They know it's the truth. This is, is this not Jesus talking? Look what he says. Look at this. Why? Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should do what? Understand. Watch this. With their heart and should be what? Converted. Converted means you would change. Your character is going to change. Your mind will change. Your attitude will change. It doesn't change because you sit up here and go, uh-huh, uh-huh, That's because you believe, you believe that God's word is supreme and you're going to do it regardless of whether you understand it or not. You're going to do it then to understand it comes. Because you see it, it's true. I don't care, and it's the truth. That's how you get boldness. That's how you get righteousness. God plus nothing. God plus nobody. That's how the anointing grows. That's how your love grows for him. As you see this thing walk out. And you see his word work inside of your heart and making a change. That's how he becomes real. Lest they should, un- look, should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should what? Heal them. You understand? If you can hear everything that I'm saying, you can hear this word being read right here. You un- do you understand thus far? That means you want to hate the evil way. You got to hate the evil way. You understand that? You understand that? I mean, you got to abhor the evil way. You understand that? You got to hate everything about it. When you hate and abhor the evil way, then your heart will develop a love for God that you don't even understand. See, God is just not this some fictitious being way off in the wild blue yonder. He's real. And if there ever was a place that you ever been to to see how powerful God is and how real he is, you're here. Matthew 18.3. Listen closely. Oh, by the way, welcome home, Elizabeth. And said, verily I say unto you, except you be. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I'm glad somebody ain't ashamed. Except you be. Converted. Change your character. Yeah, you change it. And as you change, God will give you strength to change. But if you have time and you some time on him, you ain't going to be converted. See, we've been deceived because people say, I repent. We let our guard down. And we assume because that's what we would do, that they're genuinely repent. Then when they come and slam you right in the face again, what do you do? You experience a letdown. You allow in more seducing spirits to torment you. Because you don't look for the fruit. They're supposed to meet repentance. That's supposed to be fruit. Not this, I'm, I'm sorry, I repent, I repent, I repent, and go do the same thing over and over and over and over. If somebody doing the same thing over and over again, I promise you, brother, they have not repented. I can tell when somebody's heart is not in what their head is doing and there's a struggle. But this situation, this ain't no struggle right here. This has to do with will. Yeah. 
This is will. This is will. There ain't nobody on earth love you more than your parents. You understand that? You understand that? Your uncle will sell you out in a heartbeat. He'd kick you out on the street in a heartbeat. You don't believe that, do you? You do, huh? I'm, I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you something about life that you've yet to experience and about people that you don't know. The things that you trust in, the ground below your feet is just about to give way. There ain't nobody in this world that, that care for you more than the people inside this building. And so when you go out and you estrange yourself with the world and tap dance with them, you hurt the body. Have y'all not been injured by this? Have y'all not been injured by this? Y'all been injured by this? And I tell anybody in this body, you do anything, anybody do anything, it's going to get back to me. Even if you try to cover it, it's going to get back to me. There's a little bird that flies. They tell me stuff. And you'll know because I'll come get in your grill. And it won't be no denying. You'll hear it preached over the pulpit, and just when you think I'm looking at everybody else, all of a sudden I'll lock my eyes on you. I'm trying to do it in a way that you know that God knows, not me, but God knows. That's why we're here for each other, iron to sharpen the iron. And boy, some of you are some iron too, boy. You better believe it, you're some iron. And said, verily I say to you, except you be converted and become as little children. See, you can't be grown, brother. Not the way the world tells you about it. You want to be grown? Fear God. Keep his commandments. Do the word. You see, Matthew, what you don't understand here is that the devil's deceiving you. He's taking the zeal that you have and perverting it. You understand that? What am I saying? Yeah, but how? Yeah. He's taking that zeal that you've got to, to magnify his kingdom, to magnify sin in you, rather than turn around and you using that power and that energy that the Holy Spirit has given you to use it for God's kingdom. All you have to do is turn that thing around. Hate every false way. You turn that thing around and you'll see more peace, joy, and happiness and God moving in your life. Now, if you don't want that, just be truthful. I don't want it. Did you hear me? You don't want that? Then you're going to have to hate every false way. You're going to have to hate every way you behave. You're going to have to abhor that. And you have to understand that every time you injure one of God's little ones, you injure him. Amen. Not making any sense? Yes, you people stop getting so deceived because someone say, I'm sorry. You accept their sorry of them being sorry. You accept their repentance. But don't you let your guard down. You wait to see some fruit. Amen. When you see some fruit, then you can be the brother and sister you can be for to them. Amen. 
As soon as somebody says some words, I repent, we think everything is all right. And we don't even never look for the fruit. By their fruit, you shall know them. If I was a devil, I'd weigh out with repentance too. I sure would, because I know you're stupid enough to let your guard down. I'll take advantage of you again and again and again. Because you ain't got no sense. And by their fruits, you shall know them. I'm sorry, folks. There's some people that actually love the evil and wicked way. David tells us that. Have you not read the Psalms and the Proverbs? Have you not ever read it before and see how serious this thing is? I'm sorry, folks. There are people that are in this flesh that are your enemies. And what does Micah 7, 6 says? Get that, Brother Doug, and read it, Brother Doug. What does Micah 7, 6 says? You have to understand, we're standing for God's word here. I told you, again, you fall, I'll be the first one to come and try to pick you up. You don't have to worry about me. I won't do like the world or your buddies and friends do. I won't come over and kick sand and dirt in your face. I'll be the first one to try to come pick you up. That's why we're supposed to be with everybody. But the one thing here I, I, I just will not tolerate is breaching the order of God. You're doing that. You're trying to upset the spiritual order of things. And you got to understand, I'm doing everything within God's power that he has given me as far as knowledge, wisdom, strength, and understanding to make sure that the spirit of Ichabod is not pronounced over this congregation. And so that's going to have to be some seriousness about serving God. Read it, brother. Read it loud. Listen to this. You hear that? Of course, this is not talking to us. It's not talking to us. Read on. No, they, don't, they ain't talking about us. They ain't talking about us, is it? The son dishonors his father and the daughter rises up against her mother. Read on. The daughter-in-law against his mother. Daughter-in-law against his mother-in-law. Read on. Huh. You didn't think the devil would be right there in your home, did you? You know the reason why? Because we don't believe. We're, what, what, what did the prophet say? Oh, fools and slow at heart. To not believe all that the prophets have written, have said. See, when the devil come in because it's one of our semblance, semblance, you know, our direct reflection and resemblance, we don't think that that's the devil. Oh, they just got issues, troubles, and problems. No, you don't want issues and trouble and problem. You don't want, you permitted the problem through your ignorance. So it ain't going to be the world. It's not going to be your next door neighbor. No, it ain't. It ain't going to be your friends who you work with, your buddies, your associates, the people you go to school with. Your foes are going to be there of your own house. You understand that? Ain't nobody pierced, hurt, and wound your heart more than they of your own house. 
Jesus said, I was wounded in the house of my friends. All, all these things are written so we can get understanding. Because, see, when you understand this, you can deal with each other in, in a right way, in a spiritual way. You understand, Matthew, you love Jesus? You do? Matthew, you got to understand, he's a man that's being taken advantage of by the devil because he don't have the strength within himself to understand what's going on. The devil, all he got to do is pull his chain, make him whine a little bit, and then y'all kowtow and give over to it. Is that not what happened? And he's going to keep on doing that until you learn something. Dad, mom. Now, even though we're talking about this right now, you know that this is for every last one of you, those of you who are going to have a family to come, and those of you who are young and, and that is intending on having a family. Do you understand this? If you don't put this word and get this stuff down in your heart right now, you it would have been better for you to not even have known this even this way. You've been better off to, to go out there and sow your wild oats and just live for the devil and run from it and go right on to hell. With a smile on your face. I entered into this thing knowing that I'm not perfect. Knowing that I'm in the process of being perfected. Now we are perfect in him. But that don't make us perfect. That makes him perfect. And the only way we're perfect in him. Because we have access to his blood. That's what makes you perfect. When you can understand it, you become appreciative. You become very thankful. Now, I'm not going to repent for, for being like, I'm not going to repent for not being like Benny Hinn and Rex Humbard and, and all the rest of these jackleg pigs and dogs out here. I'm not the soft-spoken, um, polished preacher. I'm the old-time preacher. They tell you, you better repent, you're going to hell. Now, I know that I understand that that doesn't have too much validity right now. Because we're living and breathing. <sighs> it doesn't mean too much right now. Doesn't mean too much right now at all. But the Bible tells me, if they neglect, see that you refuse not him that speak on earth. Because if you refuse the one that speak on earth, how much more? The one in heaven. We were called to be saints. Before we were born, we were called to be saints. In, in his eternal, everlasting understanding, he knew that he was going to save us. We didn't know we was going to be saved. He knew we was going to be saved. Because he's all-knowing. And when he calls you to be saved, you should be thankful. Now, see, we don't deceive you like the rest of these folks do and tell you that your name written down, you're all right now, and go and live life. We first want to tell you, welcome to the war. Amen. Now you're going to spend the rest of your life repenting, Amen. working out sin. And see, I'm going to tell you something about that and listen to you. See, youth is very prideful. See, you haven't lived long enough to experience all of life. Amen. And so that, that, that gives you um, um, what you call a, a sense of pride. 
to look at the adults and, and see all their shortcomings and fallings and stuff, and yet and still, yet and still, you have yet to experience temptation. But you can be sure as you judge, so shall you be judged. And the mercy that you couldn't show, there's going to be someone right around the corner to not extend that same mercy unto you. And you're going to be looking and hoping that somebody understands. That's youth. Youth don't tell you that. Youth don't tell you that. Youth tell you you know everything. You got it all figured out. If you had it all figured out, God would have made the, the young men the prophets and the old men the fools. You ain't got it figured out. We don't have it figured out. We want to determine we're not going to deviate from the word. You're going to stop allowing the devil to have so much easy access to your life. You know, Hannah, many of y'all, some of y'all know Hannah. Hannah was having trouble struggling in school because she had a lot of stuff, a whole bunch of weight fell down on her. I mean, cover pulled right up from under her, boy. God had to use that situation in order to get her attention. Youth. Out drinking one night, having a good time. Friend dies. Now everybody, including the newspaper and everybody, trying to blame Hannah for her death. How old is Hannah, brother Doug? 21 years old. This happened a few years ago. Last fall. How would you like to have it kind of weighed up on you? See what I'm talking about? Welcome to life. I know, I know. Oh, it don't bother us much at all, does it? Because we're not in it. Amen. See, that's why I keep telling you, you ain't live long enough. That's why you need to take advice from the learned wise. Don't let the devil think that you, he's trying to deceive. What he's doing is trying to deceive you and think that you're missing out on something with sin. That whole situation right there turned a heart that was bitter against her dad to her father. The only one in the family that could give her any spiritual direction at all. Of course, you know, I stuck my nose in that one too. I sure did. I try to stick my nose back to the bottom, back into the back end of a brain. And she sassed me and smarted me too. Y'all understand, I've been doing this for a little while. I pretty much know what I'm doing. I do know what I'm doing. Then we turn around. Hannah's starting to, as a matter of fact, being delivered. Her grades and everything was falling and carrying on and stuff. Came here, got some spirits cast out of her and stuff. Understood and knew with the love of the father, her love of her father. 
What a joy it was to pick her up at the airport, seeing that conversion. See, I can tell about that conversion. Couldn't wait to get out of the car. I want to see my daddy. Whoa, boy, you talking about doing a heart good. Dad and them prayed for her. Now she carrying a 4.0 in school. Sound mind. Because God turned that captivity, but he, I sure hated that situation that had to come. So she didn't stop sinning too. Stop practicing sin. And God didn't turn that whole thing right there. Now, some of us adults can attest to this. I promise you. I personally should have been dead a long time ago. Just my job in itself, I should have been one of those people that died. Because my son was born, I missed a plane crash. They killed a whole entire plane. Including people off the, on the ground and people on the side in the bleachers. Because my son was being born at that time. And my name was taken off the manifest. That's one of the major ones that stick out at me. So when God saved my soul, you don't think I'm going to be very serious about this? Oh, sure, I understand that. The devil's going to come and try to deceive me, hoodwink me, all for the purpose to make me fall. But a righteous man will fall how many times? But he'll do what? Rise up every single time. That means he ain't going to let nobody. See, we were trying to keep y'all from doing it. Amen. The adults, we live the life so that the children don't have to experience the same thing we have. That does my heart good when I hear these reports that Lydia getting from uh, sound adults. And not foolish people. That, that means this stuff we put in her is, is taking place. Hallelujah. It's happening. Yes, She'll be the one to be able to counsel people her age. Amen. Or, or older. Yes, Listen to this. Mark 4.12. Seeing that they may see and not perceive and hearing that they may hear and not understand. That's at any time they should be converted. See, what I want to know, Matthew, do you really want to be converted? Why does it take so long to answer? Because you're thinking about it? You're thinking about being converted? Yeah, being converted, meaning your mind changing. You was thinking about it? You don't want to be converted? You want to be converted? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to hold you to it. Now, I'm going to hold you to it. And I will hope that the parents don't portray my trust. I hope that they wouldn't withhold information from me in case you do breach the contract. Anybody understand this kind of talk? Do you understand? When you, when, I want everybody here to understand. When y'all come here, this is more than just uh, uh, what y'all used to, a church. 
This is the people you're going to be spending eternity, part of the people you're going to be spending eternity with. I didn't say life. I said eternity. And we've done what they told. They tell everybody in the world you can't do. Give up your life. My, my children, my two personal children, they've had to forego what a lot of children to get the experience in teenage, being a teenager. Because of the calling that God put up on us. And the blessing it is, y'all heard lady testimony, right? Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful about her testimony? That's beautiful. You don't understand something? Go to your father. Did you hear me? Go to your father. He won't tell you wrong. You may not like what he got to say, but listen to your father. Did you hear me? Listen to your father. Yeah, in case y'all hadn't noticed, haven't y'all noticed since y'all come here, the straight jacket done came off a little bit? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You should be dancing. You, you didn't know it was a jacket on, did you? You just there, ain't you, Sam? Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that's because that spirit ain't kicked in yet. You got time of trial coming. It's going to kick in. Look at him looking at me. And we'll be here. The type of men that we're trying to develop around here is men that, that's going to do better than what we did as adults. Women that is going to be better than what the women were as adults. I don't think there's nothing wrong with wanting that the people, the, the younger people that are behind you, want better for them than what we've had. I mean, if you're any kind of father or mother at all, that's what you would definitely want the best for them. You want to keep them from the wicked one. Now, I personally don't think there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of children, 18-year-old, would love to be out having their own job, cutting grass, making money, driving, having a vehicle to drive. And you're doing everything with this spirit to jeopardize that. That's not even a small, that's not even an issue. Right? The, the big thing is it's jeopardizing your life. Because you get around the wrong crowd and you think you're smarter than the devil, that's when you die. Yeah. I know. I had, a, I, had a, I had a cousin, same age I am. Same age I am. Down to the wrong crowd, 21, I was at his funeral. I begged him to go in the military with me. Nah, 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 I'm doing good out here. A few years later, lost another cousin in the same family. Preached to him. I stood at funerals in front of my own family, on both sides, family, right there. Left the pulpit, got right down in front of him with tears streaming down my face, dropping to the ground, teaching him about Jesus and real true repentance. And you know what they did? They spurned me. 
Oh, don't get me wrong either. When they did, they also rebuked them. Some people say, you ain't supposed to do nothing like that at a funeral. Who cares less about the dead person? The dead person is sealed up. His eternity is done. Ain't nothing what you're going to say is going to bring that thing back. How'd you like to be the preacher instead of just sitting up there trying to make everybody feel good and say, he died in his sin. And in iniquity and in hell, he's burning. And you're next. That's what it takes to be a real preacher. Some of us just don't got it in us to do it either. I don't know what makes us think that I got everybody. I just personally have it. I'll tell you what I got. I got the fear of God. That's what I feel in me, the fear of God. Now, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You need a whole new road. You hear me, Matthew? You need a whole, a new road. You understand? Know this you? Straighten up. Put your feet down on the ground. Straighten up. Don't sashay. Lest at any time should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. Now listen to this. John 12, 40. Y'all listen, I'm going to move on here real quick. He hath blinded their eyes. Now, here's God doing the blinding. And harden their heart that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted, and I should heal them. Now, Acts 3.19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. You see, there's a dynamic that takes place of real true repentance. The Bible says, Godly sorrow worketh repentance not to be repented of again. Godly sorrow. And when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, Acts 28, 27, for the, the heart of this people is waxed gross and their, eye, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ear and understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. So we've getting collective right here agreement that people are dumb on purpose. What a privilege that each one of us have to be sitting right here tonight. I said a privilege. And you need to realize that, that that is a privilege. Because it's only his truth that is going to sustain us and keep us. He made a promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that covenant needs to be made with every soul in this place we need to make a covenant we'll never leave nor forsake I ain't talking about leaving geographically leaving I'm talking about spiritually leaving Lydia could be in London and be in, be in trouble and have need of something right there would, would you hesitate in thinking that I wouldn't be there to help not at all 
That's the daughter security. Yeah, my daddy, he loved me. He'll be here. He'll be here. And you young men, you, you young men, you need to understand something. All you young men, you need to understand something. You are the strength of your father. You understand that? Everything that they are, have never been, you've got the opportunity to be. You are the reason why they live and exist now. Man, God puts a lot of stock in us. When you was a boy, you did things as a boy. Now you're a man. So there's a lot of things you're going to have to put away. These boys are not going to have another opportunity to have anything sold in them. If we don't sow it, then nobody else is going to do it. You can't depend on somebody else coming behind us. And while y'all here and got the opportunity, I, I, who is that I said it earlier today? I said, I wish to God that at your age, I had some man of God to lead me by the hand. I said that to somebody today. I said, I wish I knew what you knew at your age. I really, truly do. There's nothing wrong with the right way. Now, you won't help. We'll help you. But I can tell you right now, I'm going to watch for some fruit. Wouldn't you do that with me? If I said I repent, I've done you wrong, I offended you, and I said I repent, and wouldn't you say, okay, I, hey, I accept your repentance, but inside, would you not watch to see if I'm repentant? Yeah, we need to say, make sure there's some fruit that meets that repentance. Y'all think y'all getting this thing right now about uh, people um, repenting, repenting, repenting. We've all done that mess and nonsense. We're about strengthening families and putting everybody in their proper order the way God says it. When the house is in order the way God says it, it's harmony. It sure is. You find out, man, I should have been there a long time ago. Men, women, and children. The last thing your father wants to do is keep you from being a man. No matter what that devil says. Why in the world, why, why, why would he want to keep you from growing up? Why in the world do he want to keep you from experiencing in life? I bet you can make a list. Ain't it right, Sammy? You can too, from the pulpit down to that floor about the things your mom and daddy didn't do right. Couldn't you do that? You don't know. I bet you could, couldn't you? I could. I could make a list from his pulpit to the floor that my, well, my mom and daddy didn't do right. I can also make a list from here to that door what they did right. So when I take a look at it and see that whatever the things I thought to be bad, it seemed like the good always outweigh the bad. It always seems like it, don't it? We're trying to help you avoid a lot of pain later on in life and suffering because there's a spiritual law. Whatever man so, that will he also reap. I want y'all to understand something. You can repent all you want. You're still going to reap what you sow. 
don't you think you're going to get alleviated because you, you can't afford to go out and be cutting the food and think you ain't going to reap what you sow. Did not David reap what he sowed? Did God forgive him? The Bible said that God, before he even got the words out of his mouth, that the prophet told him, God has put your sin away from you. But this was going to happen. The same one who yesterday, today, and forever. So we try to do as forewarners so we don't have to, brothers and sisters. I can't preach and teach every man, person, and individual. That's why I depend on the elders. I depend on the elders. And the elders have to be strong. And their house, they must be able to rule their house well by the fear of the Lord. Amen. And I depend on the mothers to teach. We need that in this time. We need mothers to teach the youngers how to be clean and holy. We need that. If we don't get it, we're all going to be like Solomon and Gamal. Dad Gasson, Brother Ernie, and Brother Roger in a better place than all of us right now because you know why? They kept the faith to the end. The Bible clearly tells us that we ain't better. We ain't, we're not better off. They kept it to the end. We're living and breathing. There's still a chance to fall away. So, but you keep yourself in the love of God. God said you do these certain things, you will never fall. That's what we're trying to do, keep you from falling. So I want to hear about any of you young men, especially even right here, grown men, bucking up against the elders or, or the ruler or the authority ship that's given around this place as structured by the word of God. I want to hear that you better start learning some honor, some tact, and some respect for each other around here. I don't care what your mom and daddy didn't teach you when you're young, but you're old now. We ain't got no excuses. Now, I didn't learn all this overnight, brothers and sisters. I, I, you know, I learned most of this by practical experience because it works. So know that there's a real devil, and he ain't playing. Why do you think we're busy in deliverance and casting out spirits? There's nobody here that's going to willfully tell you nothing wrong. If they do and when it gets back to us, you watch to see how we take care of it. Because we will handle it. We will not just pass. We're going to handle it. I'm glad, Brother David, you, you went up there and got your daughter. I'm glad you went up there and got your daughter. That was test number one, pass with flying colors. See, Elizabeth and Anna and all that, they're just learning this. The parents are just being taught and growing up into this. Their discernment level is kicking way up. They go up there and get, they get to the place and go, Lord, have mercy. Look at this. Discernment. A sp discerning the spirits. Amen. Trying to make you think you gone mad up ahead in Elizabeth. You ain't gone mad. You just got the Holy Ghost. The one who helped and, and was able to keep you while you was gone. 
When Pastor Dow couldn't be around, when your mom and daddy couldn't be around, your brother and sister couldn't be around, the Lord was a present help in the time of need. Was he not? Was he not there? He's real. Now I keep telling you, if you got here, you got here, God think a lot about you. I promise he think a lot about you because people, you just don't come here on your own. You don't come here. I don't care how you think you may under your own power walk to this door. This is Custer's last stand. I'm telling you, from here, you, you go to heaven and hell, ain't no in between. Now, I, I tell you, I can't imagine. Can y'all imagine this congregation doubling in the next two years? You know what that means? That means responsibility. That means from the child all the way up to the oldest adult, there's got to be something in us that's going to have to be able to, to teach them and to show and to live so they can see something that is tangible. Something that has substance. Something that brings forth the power of conviction. Because of our lives and the way we fear God. I want you to be in a place where you can be able to tell somebody and help them. Out of the snare of the devil. But you're going to have to love God. With all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit, you're going to have to love him. You understand the reason why I say you can't afford to dishonor your father and mother? You can't afford to do that. Every, every time you do that, every, just like there's a law of gravity, up and down, every time you do that, you're setting your soul up for a snare. Every single time. And every time y'all allow it, permit it, you're setting your soul up. Now, we're here to help each other in the faith, but we can't live the faith for you. Hallelujah. We can't live the faith for you. I'm glad y'all was able to come, overcome obstacle number one. Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says, come out of her, my people, and be ye separate, save the Lord. He also said, touch not the unclean thing, and he'll do what? He'll receive you. You understand? There's a lot of previous unclean things that we've all touched. We better stop touching. A lot of those been unclean people. You understand that? Don't think you're going to go into the devil's den and convert him. That ain't the way it's, it's done. The de Jesus didn't go to hell to convert the devil. He went to take the keys. And then give us power. Do you understand that? David said in Psalms 51, 13, Then when I teach transgressor thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. You know how? When you can teach. When you can teach. Transgressor their ways. Amen. Hey, Matthew, you say you don't repent to your father and mother, right? Y'all really truly believe he repented? Waiting on the fruit. Waiting on the fruit. Good answer. That, wouldn't you, you shouldn't expect any more or any less. Isn't that right?
and read y'all a few things from the Apocrypha here real quick. Listen very closely. There is a wicked man that hangeth down his head sadly, but inwardly he is full of deceit, casting down his countenance and making as if he heard not, where he is not known. He will do thee a mischief before thou be aware. And if for want of power he be hindered from sinning, yet when he findeth opportunity, he will do evil. A man may be known by his look. And one that have understanding by his countenance when thou meetest him. A man's attire and excess laughter and gait will show what he is. See the reason why they, they want to pull these words away from us? There is one that slippeth with his speech, but not from his heart. And who is he that have not offended with his tongue? Is there anybody here that have not offended with his tongue? Admonish thy neighbor before thou threaten him. And be not angry. Give peace to the law of the Most High. He that have mercy on them that receive discipline. He have mercy upon them that receive discipline and that diligently seek after his judgments. The fear of the Lord is all wisdom. And in all wisdom is the performance of the law and knowledge of his omnipotence. Good book, isn't it? Good book. No one of these pigs took it away out of us. No one of us to hear these sound words. I want to see some fruit. Did you hear me? I want to hear you going away from here and then turning around and mocking and turning and acting like you didn't mean anything. Did you hear me? I want to see some fruit. You should be sick and tired of the devil right now. By now you should be. You're not sick and tired of the devil. Yeah, you should be. I hope that everybody here learns something. You don't need to take it lightly that God written your name down in the book of life. It's a privilege. It's an honor to serve Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. Now, Brother David had a run-in with, the, how you pronounce that man's name? Gother. And I, for some reason, I just cannot log that thing in. I can't log it in. And he was able to see right through the deceit of the man, even though there's a lot of things he withheld from him. Um, some of the Things that he did with his daughter, the way he treat, talk. But I'm glad that God has pulled them out of the fire. 
Now, word has done got to me that somebody has done um, offered to pay y'all way to a homeschool thing. Is this true? Hmm? A who? Does this have to do with that Gaither, God, God, what's his name? Gothard. Do you understand what's taking place? What's taking place? What's taking place, Dad? Yeah, but what's taking place with that right there? I'll help you out real quick. In light of everything y'all have experienced and everything y'all have learned, are you following me? Including um, your name being evilly and slanderously reported amongst those who say they were your friends and experience that Elizabeth had up there at this last meeting and stuff. This is a move of the enemy to make sure he tries to salvage that which he thinks that he's done lost. So just when y'all think that people are uh, interested in you and stuff, this is the enemy setting a snare for y'all. Y'all have had a lot going on. And so in their concern, they believe that y'all need help because y'all falling away. Come to find out, y'all not the ones that's falling away or crazy. They're the ones that's falling away and crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Like I tell everybody here, this road's not easy, but the rewards are great. They really are great. There's not a person here that would forsake anyone in help in time of need. Because that's what we believe and live and teach according to the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We mean that. We mean that. I want y'all to start paying attention to people's spirits, though. Especially when people, you know, gifts pervert judgment. You understand that? And that's why you have to know them that labor among you. You got to know them. Know them. How'd you think your talk went with him? Did it change anything in his mind? No. Didn't hang out long enough to find out, huh? I want all y'all men to hear what he did because he he, he um he, there's a lot of wisdom in what he did. You feel like explaining it? You feel like testifying, saying it? Okay. Hallelujah. I'm glad you was able to come out of there and still save Elizabeth. Amen. She goes, mm, 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 smiling. Dad love you a lot to come up there and get you like that. Sure did. It's a lot of love. Probably even more so than what he believes and thinks. He knows he loves you. But his footprints speak louder than words that ever could say I love you. 
Hallelujah. No, he tired. Come on, brother. Hey, y'all got to understand, that's another thing I want y'all to understand. Y'all know being around me is tough love. It's tough. Yeah, I heard Brother Juan saying thank you. He wasn't saying thank you, Jesus, when I was on him today. been a long week and I praise the Lord um, Pastor Dahl and I had a conversation on the cell phone I was coming through Kentucky and and uh, in light of all that we've been through and I said to Brother Dahl I said it doesn't matter what I think my opinion doesn't count. It's what God says. It's what his word says that I cannot turn from. Even if I have to take the spanking, I cannot turn from it because it's true. And if I step in and I, I talk to Matthew and give him my opinion, that's not enough. It has to be God. God's word that Matthew gets a hold of. I may be a mouthpiece, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm corrupt and my flesh is going to say something that God would not say. In light of that, when Elizabeth called me a while back and she said, Daddy, there's things going on. There's things that I'm seeing. And I want to just make one thing real clear right now. I'm not up here to tear anybody's ministry down. That's not what the Lord's given me to do. Because I gave a lot of my life to that. And my family to that as well. But when she said, Daddy, come and get me. I said, oh boy, talk to me. And she shared things with me. And... I said, okay, honey, I'll, I'll be there. When Anna and I arrived up there last night, we were out in the van. Elizabeth was standing outside underneath the, the awning, and she was there to greet us. And Anna got out of the van first, and her and her sister hugged, and I walked around the van, and Elizabeth just held on to me. But I could sense there was something even in her struggle at that moment. Ann and I walked into the building and we did not compare notes, spiritual notes with each other until later on. And I walked in and there was darkness that fell. And I could feel the ceiling coming down on me like oppression. And there was a, a spirit of death. It felt like everything was dead, dying. I don't know if it was exhaustion of people or whatever it was, but people looked like they were dead. They were shuffling and they had looks of like dead people. And even people that we've known for a while that are now serving up there, they didn't look real. They looked like wax dummies. And the very first person that greeted me 
She comes up to me and says, oh, Mr. Baldwin, how are you? And I stood there and I go, I don't, how do I know you? I don't remember who you are. And she said, I'm so-and-so's daughter. Well, that was the man that called me up and told me that tongues don't exist, that the Sabbath is something that's done and gone with, and you surely don't believe in deliverance like that. And then I looked at his daughter, and she had a choker chain around her neck, a choker necklace. And 15 years old with about 30 years worth of makeup on her. And I said, okay, here we go. And then I started thinking, okay, first of all, you don't, you don't like me because of what your dad has said to you. So, okay, we'll go on with this one. And then the other girls started showing up. And... Uh, I sat in the back of a, of a room, Elizabeth had told me that Mr. Gothard wanted to speak to me, and I said, okay, I, I said, okay, here we go. This is why I'm here. This is going to be what we're going to have to deal with. But I waited, and I waited, and it was getting later, and then, like I said, the other gals came into the room, and I hope I don't offend you when I say this, but I'm going to tell you. I've never been to a brothel, but I thought I was. A house of ill repute. And I, I thought someone was going to call me and say, you're next. Because of the spirit that was on these young girls. And I said to Anna, I said, what's going on? And she said, Dad, I, uh, <laughs> Dad, <laughs> oh boy, Dad, you know. And we looked at each other and we said, oh boy, here we go. And Mr. Gothard finally came down, and I want to tell you something. I got saved at a seminar that he taught. So I'm not here to attack Mr. Gothard. I'm here to talk about a spirit that came over him. He wouldn't shake my hand. And he's always shook my hand. And he looked and looked at Elizabeth, and I could tell that he was upset that Elizabeth was going home because she already conveyed a few things with me that, oh, Dad, he doesn't think too well of me going home. And I said, well, first of all, that doesn't matter. It's what do I think about her coming home. And um, so he made me wait. Nan and I talked a little bit, but this, this Jezebel spirit was all over the room. And the girls were fluttering around, and I'd run into a couple of the, the young men that were there. And I always thought that these young men were pretty godly young men. And I always will think they're godly young men, but what I saw was sissies. They were so, so kind that they were sickeningly kind. They were soft. And I thought, well, sure, you're surrounded by nothing but women. Women all over the place. Very few men. And I said, Anna, something's out of order here. And um, 
when I finally got to speak to Mr. Gothard, we sat in a conference room, and he had just gotten done with an anointing. And um, Elizabeth told me, she said, Daddy, that anointing is dead. She said, I've been in that room, I've come out, and she said, nothing's going on. And I said, okay, all right, talk to me about that. She said, there's just, the fathers are calling up, and the one father that called up was the one that called me up while his daughter was being anointed. And he was going on, and, and, and see, the message is this. And this is about anything, and I'm sure Pastor Dahl would agree. You are to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Not to work for his approval. You're to work for the approval of God, not the approval of a man. And when young people start working for the approval of men, you elevate that man to where he can't understand what's going on anymore. You get what I'm saying? There's nobody supposed to be elevated on this side of heaven like that. Anywhere. Not him, not me, not dad doll here. Nobody. The Lord Jesus Christ is to be elevated. And if you put a man on a pedestal, he becomes what? God. And you're guilty of what? Idolatry. And if that man is not walking in that spirit of humility, he's walking in darkness. And he may not even know it. And when I began to talk to him, I could see he didn't even know some things about spiritual things. He had not entered into that real anointing. He had not, we talked about the Holy Spirit. He's written a book about it, about the anointing. And I, I sat there and I started, I tried to allure him because I didn't want to attack him, so to speak. I tried to allure him into the conversation by asking him questions. And Anna and Elizabeth, my witness, he fell asleep, didn't he? He started to fall asleep while we were talking to him. And then he got up and he walked out of the room and one of his, one of his assistants went out with him for a while and he came back in. And then I, um, he said, so David, tell me how things are going. And I said, well, the business is kind of slow. That's all I could think of. The business was kind of slow, but he was trying to allure me into what are you really here for. And I said, well, the business is slow. And I said, um, he said, okay. And I said, uh, he said, the next thing he said was, um, well, we're very thankful for Elizabeth being here. And she's been doing a wonderful job and all that. But see, what had been going on with Elizabeth was that Mr. Gothard was flipping back and forth with an accusing spirit. She said, he'd say to her one day, you're the fault that the ministry's going sour. Well, he never said that before she got the Holy Ghost. Everything was fine. But now all of a sudden, she's the reason. Now all of a sudden, there's girls having, and I'm sure it got back, but there's girls being delivered. There's girls coming to her in the middle of the night with spirits all over them. And she told me stories on the way home. Anna and I went, whoa! And she talked about people leaning over her and people talking about things that we wouldn't even talk about. I mean, us men might talk about them secretly or privately among men. Young girls involved in things that only the devil has brought to them. 
coming from Christian homes. So I said to him, I said, I want to tell you something, Mr. Gothard. I said, I was at home and the Lord told me, bring Elizabeth home. Even before she called me, the Lord said she needs to come home. The last time I let her go, I was struggling with letting her go. And I said, I want to be obedient to that. And he said, no, that's, a good, that's good. That's good that you're obedient to that. And um, when uh, I said, oh, Lord, I got I to gotta have something here. I, gotta, I just offered a prayer up. And, and uh, I said, Mr. Gothard, I said, um, I need to protect Elizabeth. She's frail in her health in a lot of ways. She runs herself down. She exhausts herself down for this. And I said, I can't let that happen. I can't let it go on. And uh, he said, well, I can understand that. But then when we started to talk more about the Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, um, he got up. And he went over and he said, oh, your dad needs a book that I've written on the anointing. So, <laughs> I'm, I, I, you know, I received the book, and um, I went right into it, and there's verses and acts and everything about the Holy Ghost coming upon the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and I mean, he's got scripture quoted in there that's accurately quoted, but I could sense that there wasn't any power, so I began to talk about, a little bit prior to that, I began to talk about the powerless church, and why it's not doing this. I said to him, I said, well... What do you think is going to happen now that you've written a book on the anointing and the laying on of hands and talking about the Holy Spirit? What is the church that you're delivering this message to? What are they going to do? How are they going to react? And he, he looked at me, and at first he said, well, they can just bring it on. And I said, Mr. Gothard, are you going to be able to deal with the fear of man? Because the fear of man is all over when you're outside of something lined up with where you should be. And I recognized that when he sat there. And when he, and when he did give me the book, I said, okay, what comes next? The book on deliverance? And his spirit just went, <clears throat> I mean, we all saw it. He just went like he almost turned and wanted to. And he did, the way he responded to me. He said, actually, I'm writing a book on men and parenting. Okay. One of my comments to him was, you know, you brought us pretty far, but when are you going to bring us all the way? But see, he can't. He's locked. His spirit is locked up. And he's doing something that's not in the order of God. Okay? Now, a man... I could never be dead to you. I could never do it. I can love you as a brother, but I can never be your daddy to you. There's certain situations like Brother Ed's in, he's become daddy. But I cannot expect anybody else to be daddy. And what I saw there last night was something I hadn't seen before. Was that these young people were trying to make Mr. Gothard daddy. Daddy. Granddaddy or daddy. And it's not his fault. There are a lot of kids who had a lot of problems. 
A lot of things they couldn't resolve at home and they went there and they were looking for help. But a spirit came over him and that's why he was jealous of Elizabeth. Because he put himself as daddy. And when I came up there as daddy, one daddy had to go. <laughs> this daddy wasn't going to go. Because <laughs> God wasn't going to let me go. And the tension got so tight in that room because the truth had come forth. Well, he had rejected her. He rejected her. And when you fellas someday grow up and the Lord brings you into something, if we, if we have that much time left, I'm not a very handsome man, but you know what? I know that Jesus Christ loves me, despite of the design that he created for me. And I know that every woman in here struggles with that. They have struggled with their design. Does he like me? Does he love me? Does he care about me? Am I pretty enough? We talked about this. Pastor Dahl talked about the mirror one day. Remember that message? I go in the mirror, and the mirror says, Oh, you ain't that. Oh, but I... Come on now, mirror, mirror on the wall. Don't ever develop your affections because she looks so pretty. Because what you do to the ones that ain't so pretty, you devastate them. Especially if you're a man in authority. And from one man to another man, I recognized that he was struggling with beauty. And the pretty ones, irregardless of how far away from Christ they were, guess what they were? They were treasured. They were regarded as, you sit here by me. You walk with me. Now Elizabeth asked me one day, Daddy, am I pretty? I feel like he thinks I don't look good, Daddy. I said, honey, don't worry about what he thinks. You're beautiful. All that matters is what I and God think about you, honey. You're beautiful. And when she told me that was the picking and choosing process, I said, it's time to go. It's time to get my daughter home. You know what I'm saying? I love that man. I've given 20-some years of my life in a ministry to that man. And I'll continue to pray for him. And I'd encourage you all to pray for him because he is a brother. But he slipped. A spirit came upon him. I don't know if the pressure of, of the times and the fact that I wished we could have had two other brothers come in there with us. At that time, I said, Mr. Gothard, we're going to really show you what anointing is. You can write another book. Or you can just go back to that one. And hear what Jesus says about anointing. Hear what Jesus experienced. Hear what Jesus told us we were going to do.
Just because a ministry is big doesn't make it right. You know, my dad was in the Navy. And you know when you walk across the bridge, and you probably know this, they don't walk, hut, two, three, four, hut, two, three, four. They walk out of cadence. Do you know why? Men walking in cadence like sheep walking in cadence can bring a bridge down. You know what I'm saying? You ain't getting what I'm saying. Sometimes it's right to be out of step. To be out of step with the big group. And what I'm hearing here, God's called you to be out of step with the, with the big group. Don't get back in step with that cadence because it'll lead to destruction. So pray for that ministry. Pray that God would do a deliverance, that God would do an anointing because it would be a lot of people that would who knows? Six months down the road, hey, we've, we heard about this group called Straightway up in Tennessee. Uh, we're, we're, we want to know how you do it. I had an opportunity while I was up there to talk to my older sister, and she thought Christianity was real big, real wide. I said, you are wrong. I said, you got to understand the gate gets smaller all the time. And I just want to say this, and I'm thankful that Elizabeth persevered. I'm thankful that I took Anna up there. It's the first time Anna and I had an opportunity to go away together. And she kept me awake. And, but we had fun, and, and, and we did a lot of praying and a lot of encouraging to each other. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> the glory of the sons may be their father. The soft spot in daddy's heart is his, is his daughters. Yep. And when you men have daughters, and you will, if the Lord allows you, you'll have a daughter. Praise the Lord. Hopefully you'll have one. Because if you just have boys, you get out of balance somewhere. <laughs> but you have a girl, and you learn different things. You learn a lot. You learn about how well you love, how, how you listen. And I'll tell you what. These guys are going to protect me someday. But those girls over there, they make me bigger than the world. We were in a, in a uh, filling station today. Yeah, see, uh, that's how old I am. There's still filling stations. You remember filling stations, brother. <laughs> and and uh, we walked up to the, we had, we had to use the restroom and wanted to get a soda. And um, I walked up to the counter, and there was an unclean man there. I just, my spirit just said, he's unclean. I see it all over him. And immediately I turned to Anna, and Anna and Elizabeth were about 15 feet away from me. And all I had to do was go like this. And they come in right in behind me, right alongside of me. I was in between that man and my daughters. So when he turned away from the counter, he didn't see one of them. He saw me in the gap. 
And I thought, you filthy pig, you just come one step, and I'm going to die right here if I have to. And when I'm dying, them two girls are going to be clawing your eyes out while we're going down. <laughs> That's what you want. And when your daughter says, come and get me, Daddy, you're gone. You're on your way. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, Y'all know how I think about that because you remember, you know, being in authority, being in leadership requires a, it's a great responsibility. And then, of course, men are supposed to be able to see that kind of spirit when it's come when you're in that type of position because that spirit will present itself. You remember how you used to deal with it? I done dealt with that thing a few times. Amen. Make sure. Now, I'll tell you what, Matt, um, Matthew, I tell you what, everything that um, that I've heard and things that I've, um, are you going to look at me? Are you serious? Um, I'm willing, along with everybody here, to forget and not repeat anything. Put it totally away. Not judge you on your past behavior. Are you listening? Treat you no different than anybody here. Same love, same respect. What I'd ask, number one, fear God, don't disappoint the brothers and sisters. You think you can do that? You know what I'm asking, don't you? What am I? I'm, t I'm asking to walk a straight line. You can do it. The Bible says, "Young man for the strength." So you're strong enough, you can do it. Old man for that wisdom. Get in the snare, something like that. Need help? Call. We'll help. We'll help. Sure. I don't know, I can see you thinking. Um, I'm not sure I understand what that means. Okay, you want me to tell you? Yes, sir. What that means is... is yeah, well, we, what that means is that we're going to hold him accountable as in being serious about God. No more of this flip-flopping. I repent, go back, do the same thing again. I repent, do the same thing again. I repent, do the same thing again. I repent, do the same thing again. But a conversion. Because we, uh, well, we understand enough when somebody's heart is not involved with their head. That's what discerning the spirits allow. That's not to say he's never going to make any mistakes. What if you live in this process? Hmm? That's between you and him. That's between you and him. Now, I can give you advice to where he should be. Where he should be at is back over there with you until he leaves the right way. I said leave the right way without any contention and strife. And with your blessing. You understand that kind of talk? 
Because hmm? when you leave with that the right way and leave with kind of blessing and stuff, then the protection or the umbrella of the Lord is over him. But if not, then every vile spirit is, is, is available. And all that is showing fruit that meets repentance. I would never be in league with anybody against your father. Wouldn't do that. Mm -mm. Am I talking right, brothers? Mm -mm. Never be in league with anybody against your father. Not a father that fears God. Mm-mm. He's a humble man. He never once claimed perfection, but he has gone on to perfection. So, so in God's eyes, he's perfect just like you are. Mm-mm. Lydia, you're not going to be a chiropractor, are you? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, hallelujah. Oh, my little girl. <laughs> oh, boy. So, did you get any understanding? Did, do you understand what I'm saying? See, there's a lot of things that you need to stay in, until, you, until you're in control of your spirit. Am I making sense? Now, am I making sense? Y'all can work out the details of that. Hallelujah. God's given me a lot of influence with young men. I used to have them a lot sitting at the dinner table, sitting at attention, being counseled. That's right. After our generation, look what's coming behind us. Hallelujah. I'm almost, I'm, I'm done with this, but hey, let me tell you something. You, do you understand? What, do you understand? No, let me tell you something. You can't. Y'all don't understand unless you're in a position of authority. I ain't gonna go through all that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How you doing, Misty? You still love me? Well, I sure make it tough, don't I? Yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. I'm for you, brother. Did you hear me? I am. I'm for you. You may not understand it, brother, but I promise you one thing. I'm for you. I guarantee you this. You never met a friend like me. You ain't. I promise you that. I'm a man of my word. The only time saints know I'm not a man of my word because when I forget a bunch of, because I got about a thousand things on my head and so when I forget, so I, I've got that covered. I say, y'all going to have to remind me. If you don't remind me, don't come with your lip down to the ground full of rejection. I hadn't forgot your Lester Roloff CD, Cindy. I'm almost done. That was thinking. Look at that. 
<laughs> and forgot. Hallelujah. Love each and every last one of you. Elizabeth, we're going to give you an opportunity a little late because I want to hear these stories. <laughs> she goes, hey. Hey, man, I'm glad you're home. Home, home. Oh, Sarah, Miss Chick Pop, huh? Sure. Mm-hmm. Most young girls are raised anywhere else but a kid don't stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and shame. Mm-hmm. But there was there's love here that overcomes that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we ain't worried about no chick pop. You had chicken pops yet? You need some, huh? Need something. So you don't want none of them, huh? That means that means there's a lot of things that you're doing you're going to stop doing. Hmm? You read Acts 8 yet? I'm going to read tonight. Isn't that something I don't forget? <laughs> Hallelujah. We bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you for this night. We'll glorify your holy name. May you say and seek deep down in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.